Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Terry, I understand we have an update on the Comcast altitude situation from our friend Dan Jacobs. Dan Jacobs of the fan.com, learned counsel, attorney, real estate guy. He's busier than you. He's almost as busy as you, Eric. He said they met today. Comcast and and uh, Altitude met in a settlement conference. And here's the newsflash. Newsflash. Ready for the newsflash? I already know what the newsflash is. You tell everybody, though. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. They, they met and they agreed to meet again. So at least that's the positive part of it. But nothing happened. You know, I, I guess I was naively of the hope that the momentum of the Stanley Cup championship and the uh-huh. F- and the Nuggets playoff run would at least yep. motivate them to say, hey, we got to get this done. No, they don't. You know why? Because why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? <laughs> right? Right. There was That wasn't going to, again, Stan Kroenke. I really thought it was, I really, really, really thought it was going to happen. And by oh, that, I don't, I don't necessarily mean today. I mean before the start of next season. Well, it could especially if they're going to meet again. But Stan Kroenke wasn't going to walk in there with the Stanley Cup because that's his day <laughs> to have it and stick it on the table. He wasn't going to. Maybe it would have worked. Remember something. Remember something. At least, at least I believe this. What would it's Stan very, Kroenke do with a hostage? Yeah, he'd tell, he'd tell him to shoot the hostage. You tell the negotiator to shoot the hostage. It, the, Stan Kroenke operates his business in, in a lot of ways like any smart team owner you have business expenses and team expenses like dick monford or not all right mm-hmm. his budget for his players are different than a budget for a party deck are different for mcgregor square you don't mix the two and at the end of the day you could make the case that stan Kroenke has certainly built a lot of goodwill because you know what he has the two-time reigning MVP. Michael Porter Jr. is 100% healthy, according to him. Jamal Murray looks fine. They certainly, it seems like they have the right guy in Calvin Booth, who picked up KCP in a trade. I like the pickup of Brown. I like the draft of Brown. Uh, you have the two-time MVP. And then in hockey, you have the Stanley Cup title. And, so, a, three, and a three-time Hart Trophy finalist. And so with that. And a Norris ha- Trophy winner. So who has the leverage here? Everybody should look around. Not, it's not what I asked. Step away. Step away from deciding who's you, who's what's or bigger. Who has leverage and get it done. I think the yes. idea of we have to we have to arm wrestle on the table over this is just silly. And a lot, this should have happened a long time ago. And I understand what you're saying about the separate nature. Stan Kroenke obviously views this as a competition too, and he that does. he he wants to win everything he does. That's, he does. But this is so counterproductive. You're losing in the overall picture because of the counterproductive nature of your stand. Now, I'm not saying this is all this is all uh, KSE's fault uh, in altitude. It's not. I mean, Comcast is not 
their their idea they try to give you that they're looking out for the poor consumer and all that crap is just a load of crap. Here, uh, the hell with it, both it, sides in this case. But they needed they needed to get it done, and I really believe it's counterproductive. It's a, it's a negative overall impact for KSE in altitude to take this stance. Take what you can get. Look at it as a loss leader for the promotion of your entire big picture product. Everything from the Nuggets and the Avalanche to the Mammoth to uh, the Rapids, everything involved. Look at it as a big picture and get it done. Because it, oh, if, if you're sticking to this as a, as a competition and as an element of business that's separate from the actual sporting proposition, it's just counterproductive. It's silly, and you're you're not doing yourself any favors. You're, you're uh, undercutting yourself. Okay. L- l- allow me to finish with what I'm about to say. Business negotiations are about leverage, and I'll and I'll use your words. Don't be naive. That's what they're about. They are about leverage. And right now, Stan Kroenke has the most leverage he has ever had. He has a Stanley Cup champion. He has a two-time MVP. And a Nuggets team that looks, if healthy, has a chance to make a serious run potentially at an NBA title. I'm not interrupting. I'm saying it should be the opposite. It but, but, really but it, is but, the opposite. But, it, but it's your not product, the opposite. Your product is out there to be shown to the, to the public, and you're refusing to do it. Terry, I love you, but you're living in fantasy land. This is a business decision. He has the most leverage that he has ever had. L- let me let me put it to you this way. So you picked up a bunch of people on the bandwagon. Is that fair to say? Yes. Okay. So now, if you have all these people who have been picked up on the bandwagon and they have Comcast, but now they want to watch the Avalanche because they are hooked. They are hooked on the Avalanche. Some of them might go to DirecTV so they can watch all Some. 82 games. Right? Some, yes. Okay. So with that, if they had a losing team, no one would switch over. There's no reason to switch over. So that's the point of he has the leverage. Right now, he doesn't need to – if anything, he, he's he's riding high. He is the one walking in there, puffing out his chest, saying to Comcast, do you want a Stanley Cup champion on your air? Do you want a two-time MVP? Maybe Stan walked in after you know winning a Stanley Cup title and said, "You know what? My price just went higher because he has the leverage." And Comcast, being the big company they are, they're saying we're not going up. He walked in feeling good about himself, good about his teams, good about the Mammoth as well that just won a title as well. He has two titles in Denver now. He has no reason as a businessman to back down. He has no reason to lower his price. But a wash in the good feelings of the moment was the time to get it done. Period. But 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 he's, no, but what you're saying makes sense logically. You're speaking from the heart. I'm saying business is dumb through the head. You don't make business decisions based on emotion. You base them based on being pragmatic. I- and pragmatically his product has never been hotter and better. So why in the world is he going to compromise? I understand the fans are going to suffer. I'm with you on that, but he's walking in there feeling really good about himself right now. So he's not going to lower his price. He's going to tell Comcast, you have to lower your price. From the pragmatic point of view, it's stupid not to want to showcase your products in front of your main market area. Period. Let me ask you, let me ask you a question. 
Let me ask a serious question. The Avalanche have not been on TV for how many years? Three years. How many people were at that rally and parade? I don't know. I didn't count. A lot. So I guess it really didn't make a difference. Now, if there were about 12 people there, then maybe Stan Kroenke would get the hint. Kind of like when Joe Ellis saw, saw empty seats, he knew it was time for Vance Joseph to go. He knew it was time for Vic Fangio to go. He looked at the fans in the stands and said, man, we might have to make a change. And John Elway said the same thing at our head coaching position. We need to have a change in direction. But when you have a packed Civic Center Park and a packed stadium. Yeah, your product in front of them. uh, That's what you you do. Well, I understand that. What I'm saying to you is when you look at the parade and the rally, he has no motivation to do it. I, I think it's exactly the opposite. His motivation is not necessarily financial. It's artistic and it's I'm being idealistic here, obviously, but that's it should be the opposite. The motivation to actually to actually reward those people in that crowd, to take advantage of of the fervor over the Avalanche winning a championship. That's the motivation. It isn't. It isn't holding up a middle finger to the the hundred thousand people in the plaza, or however many there were, half million or whatever. You know what's more important to Stan Kroenke than goodwill, money. Well, I actually wrote a column after the fact saying, "Can we just forget? Can we forget Comcast and Altitude shoot for twenty seconds and give the Kroenkes credit for the state of pro he sports got in Denver? He got, he got booed. booed. He got booed he got when booed. Joe Sackick mentioned him. Just right. mentioned him. He got booed." Shouldn't that you know, tell him something? Does he not care about that at all? I, he, he, he should he sit there care. and say, geez, what, am, what the hell would he, look at these people. I, look what I'm doing for them, and they're booing me. Why are they booing me? Well, they're booing me because, and dot, 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 and figure out why and do something about it. You know what they will boo? If they Santa don't Claus. resign Nathan McKinnon, that's what they'll boo. If they decide to go cheap on him, that's what they'll boo. But I can promise you one thing. That parade and rally next year, if they win a title, there will not be less people, whether or not the Avalanche are on Comcast or not. Because as you said, people will find a way to get the game. Why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? And that's exactly what people are, are doing because they don't have to pay for it. And why would he pay for it? You're saying now, you can say you can get the games without paying for them? I know. Crazy. All right. Coming up after the break, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. He's written a series of articles, top 10 players at every position. Today was about running backs. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, either of those guys on the list. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us at milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at tfry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, if you are taking testosterone like I am, 
boy, do I have some great news for you because it has just become a lot easier and a heck of a lot more affordable. Low T99 is the first all-inclusive treatment for just 129 bucks a month. Now let's talk about what that includes, all right? They're going to FedEx you once a month your testosterone and supplies. You don't have to go to the pharmacy anymore. You don't have to go to the doctor anymore for your appointments because they're also done by telemed. So you don't have to leave your house to do that either. As for the lab work, yeah, you have to go in and do your lab work. They're not going to come to you. However, you don't have to pay for your lab work anymore, which is really expensive. That's all covered for 129 bucks a month. If this sounds like you were someone you know, trust me when I tell you this. I've been a client of theirs for a while. I could not be any happier. Low T99 is the real deal. Go to lowt99.com. That's lowt99.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler has been writing a series of articles about the top 10 players in the NFL at each position. Today, he talked about the running backs and Javante Williams. He lists at number 10. This is what he wrote. He said, one NFL personnel official said, you can't get Williams on the ground. You can't tackle him. The kid is really good, and you just can see defenses feeling like, I am just tired of tackling him. An NFL offensive coach added, he's a guy you build an offense around. He does stuff other guys can't do. Great balance. He is strong. Can turn a loss into a 10-yard game. With that, Williams was also, by the way, tied for ninth in the NFL with 460 rushing yards after contact. Anything you could disagree with with that assessment from the people who talk, the NFL personnel official and the coach? I mean, are you as sold on Williams to say I am, Terry? I agree, except I would have emphasized further that he should be ticketed to do more. That's why he should be ticketed to do more than split carries with Melvin Gordon. He should have another 50 carries this year. I don't know if you and I have actually talked about this. I guess my question is, and and, and I do believe this. I don't believe it should be 50-50 with Melvin Gordon either. I'm not suggesting that. I think it should be about 65, 35%. I don't, I don't know if Javante Williams is a workhorse like a Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry just coming off a big injury. Yeah, he only played eight games last year, but he still had two more carries than Javante Williams. Well, it's because he's the only running back. He's the bell cow. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor is the bell cow. I'm not so sure with Melvin Gordon on the roster. I we the, the Broncos need him to be the bell cow or want him to be the bell cow. I think it should I be think, in that gray area between the, between the bell cow and splitting right, carries. Right, and that's why I'm saying for me, 65% is more than fine. I do want to see him on the field more. But the one thing that he will have to show more of, in my opinion, in order to get more carries, he needs to show better vision. There's a reason why he is so great after contact, because he's great after contact. But there's a reason why he gets hit as much as he does, because (laughs) his vision isn't there yet. When you watch Melvin Gordon run, he eludes the first tackler. Javante Williams doesn't. His vision isn't there yet. And if his vision isn't there and he's getting hit a lot, 
like tread on a tire, eventually that's going to go bald. Williams is a little more squat construction too, but I, I think he, he he's a little more squat construction type runner too, but I think yeah. he should have 250, 260 carries. Well, it depends on how much they run the ball. So I don't know what that percentage is, um, but I don't think there's any reason to basically two thirds, basically. Yeah. Okay. Well, two thirds, 66%. And then that, and that, that's where I'm at on this. But he's not a Derrick Henry, and he's not a Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor had 332 carries. And they're going to wear him out. Where'd he go I to mean, school? Uh, the same place as Ron Dane and Monte Ball. Yeah. Right. And did Jonathan Taylor win a uh, Heisman? No. Did Ron Dane? No. Yes, he did. I thought, yes, there we did. go. Okay. His number was retired. He won a You're Heisman. talking he to a Chicago all. guy here. You don't think I know the Big Ten? You think you're going to put one over me when it comes to Heisman Trophy winners out of Wisconsin? You want to talk L-Tune? You want to go way back <laughs> in the day, Terry? I'm your guy. Okay. All right? Now, what about Ron Vanderkellen? Listen, we will not talk about Barry Alvarez and cheerleaders. That's a whole other topic. Okay. Crickets, crickets, crickets. But that is a segment in itself. But I digress. Um, Gordon is still a very good running back. And again, I think he's had, what, five, six consecutive seasons yeah. where he's had nine touchdowns or more? The question is, do you use Williams more on the goal line? Do you use him more, more between the 20s? When do you use him more? Gordon had eight, eight, Gordon had eight touchdowns last year. Gordon had yeah. eight touchdowns last year. And how many did Javante have? Four. Oh, I believe that's double. Yes. And who's the better receiver? That's the Indiana math. Right. Well, they're di- the- they're they're different receivers, though. I mean, yeah, one catches the ball in space and gets a lot of yards. Well, Williams, you flare it, you flare it out to Williams, and Gordon can, tries to get out open even down the sideline. The one thing about Melvin Gordon that is undisputable, indisputable, excuse me, is he's a terrific back out of the backfield catching the ball. That is that. That's you, no one. No reasonable person would argue that. The, the problem is they they haven't used him in the right way. You mean Gordon? You're talking about Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. Right. He's they get, they try to get him. him. You can even try to get him down the sideline too. Yeah, but but I mean I don't I don't think he should be a third down back like a Darren Sproles. No. I don't think you use him that way. I do think you need to use Melvin Gordon, and you do give Javante Williams a blow. The, the The Titans don't have a reason to bring in a guy like Melvin Gordon because they would never use him. They would never use him. There's no reason to bring in a guy like him. Mm-hmm. Listen, I would love to see Javante Williams carry the ball more, but people do need to understand it is great watching this guy break tackles, but at the end of the day, he's getting hit, and he's getting hit more than the best running backs in the league. It's great to look at the shiny object and say, look at all those tackles he's breaking. It's very different than a, than a Barry Sanders who tried to avoid contact. Right, you saw Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, could, he could change directions in midair. That's right. Walter Payton, who was a <laughs> freak of nature, wanted contact. He was the he Peter ne- Forsberg of the, uh, the NFL. He would he ne- preventive not, pre- pre- hits for him were preventive. Well, for Walter Payton, I'm not comparing Javante Williams and Walter Payton. Walter Payton wanted to dish out punishment. That's what, like Christian Okoye, a guy that I covered with the Chiefs, he wanted to hit people. Well, he would see the hit coming and hit first, yes. 
That's right. And Javante Williams doesn't mind getting hit because he is so low to the ground. He could break tackles, but you only have so many hits in you as a running back before you break down. And if his vision was better, if his vision is improved this year, yeah, give him more carries. I'm down for that. But I don't want to see my running back constantly getting hit. It's wonderful seeing him break tackles, but I don't want to see him get hit that much. I think the key, or as much. The big key with Williams is where where is he going to be on this list a year from now? Let's say he well, sh- we should be hoping, or the Broncos should be hoping he's going to be on Jeremy Fowler's list if he renews it, uh, be six or seven next year, or right. higher. Yeah, I mean the the one the one stat that I would like to see, and you know, if somebody wants to look it up and call us at three zero three eight three one thirteen forty, what running back took the most hits per carry this past season? Because I'm guessing Javante Williams is right up there. That sounds right. Right. All right. Coming up after the break, free agency in the NHL starts tomorrow. We talked about Nazem Kadri, where he might wind and why where he might wind up going. We talked about Burakovsky. What about Josh Manson? And according to yardbarker.com, a former fan favorite might be coming back to Colorado. And trust me, he was a fan favorite. That's next. Thank you. Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At T. Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber the public, go to RMFP. In the meantime, Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos up in Blackhawk giving away another Tesla. Yeah, you heard me right. They're doing the same promotion again. It was so successful, the last one, over 4th of July. They're giving away another Tesla. If you don't want it, they're going to give you over $33,000 in cash instead. Grand prize drawings are the weekend of October 7th. 8th and 9th, and while you are up there, check out their sports book, outstanding menu, and really loose slots. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending, presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda, or find them at sthmazda.com. NFL free agency, excuse me, NHL free agency starts tomorrow. Yardbarker.com had a terrific article listing the top 50 free agents currently available. Uh, they pegged Kadri going to the Seattle Kraken on a six-year, $48 million deal. I don't think the Avs are going to go for $8 million a season, even though, you know, you'd like to have him back. I don't think he's going to be coming back. With that, there are two guys who are on this list that we did not talk about in the four o'clock hour. We'll start it off with Josh Manson. There have been some reports that he'd like to go back to Anaheim. And according to yardbarker.com, he's going to go there on a four year, $16 million deal, 4 million a season. Should the Avs pony up 4 million a season for Josh Manson? When they traded for him, they knew that he had a $4 million cap hit already. So heck yes, but it's going to take more than that. I don't even think he'd, 
That's basically an extension of his Anaheim contract. The, the Anaheim's going to have to give him a raise too, if that's okay. the, if that's what happens. So I I think Manson is is looking at me, perhaps wanting to return to Anaheim, but it is somewhat a more of a bidding war that's been made out to be. All right, now this is what I found to be really interesting. They have Stastny, Paul Stastny, as the twenty second best free agent on their list now. You remember Paul Stastny played here for a long time. He, he has as many teeth as Eric Johnson, so he has that going for him. And when you look at the picture of Paul Stastny, I don't know why he didn't take a picture with his teeth then. <laughs> Can somebody explain that to me? Because if you look at the picture of him on ESPN, he's missing his two front teeth. But that's up to him. They have Stastny coming back to Colorado on a one-year deal for $3 million. If they lose Kadri... Are you going after Stasny if you can get him for three million for one year? Is he better than JT Comfort now? That that's one question you have to answer in your head. He's gone. The, the irony here is eight years ago. Eight years ago, I stood in a locker room in Detroit as a trading deadline was coming up, and he was approaching unrestricted free agency. And the issue is whether he's going to be traded or the Avalanche would keep him and and risk losing him to unrestricted free agency. And he used the phrase. Yes, there will be a hometown discount. But he ended up signing with St. Louis instead, and a lot of Avalanche fans have never forgiven him for that. But that was four years, $28 million eight years ago. That's $7 million. If you're talking about $3 million now, and if they lose Kadri, he's 36 years old. He had a decent year. He just had 21 goals for Winnipeg this year. So I, I think, yeah, give him the pin and tell him to sign. Three okay, million, three million dollar bargain right now. He hasn't slipped that much. You know, his sal- the the big concern is when your salary goes down that much from seven million dollars a year to the three year deal he got at Vegas for six and a half, and his deal, his one year deal, almost four million dollars with Winnipeg. Uh, as the salary slides, sometimes there's a reason for it. You have to be very wary, but I think he'd be a good buy. I only have one question about Stasny. Does he have the speed to fit in on this team? That's, that's a good it. question. I think he's crafty enough to be able to do it. It doesn't okay. necessarily be, have to be out now. It's been, he is 36 years old now. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question, and I know you always have a pen and paper in front of you. Is that correct? Because I'm at home. I'm at, I'm at, yes, this is my University of Indiana scratch pad to figure things out mathematically. I'm going to give you these stats. You ready? Yes. 62 games, 25 goals, 27 assists, which is 52 points, ice time, 19 minutes a game. Got that? Yes. Okay. Here's your second set of stats. 71 games, 21 goals, 24 assists, 45 points, and... 17 and a half minutes per game. That's Paul Stastny. Okay. That's right. Because you're reading it. No, the first I, set, I just, no, I, I, I've got right. it. I've got him. So, I have Paul Stastny's career stats in front of me. Yes. Right. I, I'm so, not going to, I'm not going to pretend that that's, that makes me deficient or something. Well, no, I have him in front of me too. What I'm asking you is, what I'm asking you is, is our Stastny's stats that much difference that much of a difference than the first set of numbers I read off. Who's were they? Valerie Nichuchkin, who is coming off a career year. No, they're not that much different. 
So why not give him one year and $3 million as long as his speed is still there? I'm not sure his speed is still there. I, I'm saying he's a crafty, crafty player, right. such a smart player that it that flat-out speed is not necessarily the criteria of evaluation in his game. Well, but 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 with this particular team that is built on speed, you need to be able as a centerman, and oh, by the way, yes. he plays more than just center. He's a winger, too. Yes. Okay, you need to be able to keep up with your wingers. So if you're if you're a half step slow, that will affect the play well, on the line. He can play a half step slow. He's that smart. Okay. He's that crafty a player. Okay, with that, if you're paying Nachushkin for eight <laughs> years, uh, six point one million, and the numbers really aren't that different, and you do have a crafty veteran in Stastny, despite the fact that he's missing two teeth, I think it's a no brainer well, if the- you lose. If you lose Kadri, you absolutely bring in Stassi. The key is the one-year deal. Uh, if right. you're if you're saying each guy gets, if you're looking at Nishushkin, let's say even you gave Nishushkin three years instead of whatever instead of eight, uh, and you gave Stassi three years, then you, you had Nishushkin would be the better buy. But yeah, for a one-year for a one-year deal, it's right. a flyer. That's right. It's a one-year deal. You're probably going to wind up losing your second-line centerman. In Kadri. And here's something else. You probably know this better than I do. How good is Nachushkin as a face-off guy? Uh, he's okay. He's pretty okay. good. He's pretty good or he's okay? He's in that gray area between the two. And Stastny is still excellent. Yes, he is. So you're picking up a big bonus right there, whether he's playing center or whether he's a winger. I think it's an absolute no-brainer. I think fans would love bringing him back. He's got to be able to be on the ice for crucial face-offs, too. He's got to be yeah. able to be good enough to do that. Well, the question is, are you moving him in to be your number two center behind Kadri? That's a good I question. Mean, not, right. Or, or, do or does, Con- does Comfort be the second-line center and Stastny right. be the third-line center? For a guy who's scored over 800 points in his career, and I know he is 36, I get that. Uh, not bad to have a veteran like that who also wants to play for a contender in this upcoming contract. His wife, and, and, and this is always a factor. And people laugh when I say that. His wife's from Denver. Oh, that plays a major factor for starters. I mean, I'm not telling you something you don't know, but where did he play college hockey? University of Denver. There you go. So he has a chance to join the defending Stanley Cup champs. He has a chance to do something he didn't have a chance to do here in Denver. And by the way, you are not overstating it one bit when it comes to family. And I'll tell you why. Look at Mike Munchak when he was the offensive coordinator or not the, or excuse me, the offensive line coach here in Denver. He didn't come here because he loved the Denver Broncos. He had, he could have gone anywhere he wanted to go. His grandbabies live here. That's why he came to Denver to be the offensive line coach. He could have picked any job he wanted to. Teams with great offensive line coaches would have fired their offensive line coach to bring in Mike Munchak. But he wanted to play in Denver because that's where his daughter lives. Well, and then Paul Stassi's father. So you're not, father, overstate, you're not overstating it one bit. And Paul Stassi's father was one of the greatest players in the history of the franchise. They were based in North Quebec at the time, of course. But it's important. And he has a chance to get something his dad didn't get in Quebec. Yes, Stanley Cup. What do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it? Uh, We will get into what some of the Avs players have been doing on their day with the Stanley Cup. And uh, this MLB player playing in his last season, was he deserving of an invitation to the Home Run Derby? We'll answer that next on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. Living a lonely life, I've been sleeping here instead. I've been sleeping in my... 
afternoon drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale arm to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running or order online at argonautliquor.com. Just in case you missed it, over the weekend, Nicholas Abe Kubel had his day with the cup, and he took it to his childhood home of Sorel Tracy, Quebec. Sam Girard had it yesterday, and he took the cup on the shores of Lac St. Jean, a lake in Quebec. Guys, if you had a day with the cup, where would you take it? To uh, to a nice, nice, like Jackson Hole, a nice retreat from everything. Let's say Jackson Hole. I would, I would take it back to my hometown, but I don't think my hometown wants to see me or the cup. Did you see that Nicholas Obey Cobell also uh, proposed to his girlfriend as part of the cup, uh, the, the cup party? Did he put the ring in the cup? I don't know, but then, it's, but then he got the word that the Avalanche were not going to make qual- make him a qualifying offer. So this yeah, is his how, last hurrah as the Av- with the Avalanche. How would that feel? Because that news came out yesterday. I believe that they're not going to bring him back. So he has the cup and now he knows he's not coming back and he's looking for a new job. So would that be, I mean, bittersweet is probably an understatement. Don't you think? Yeah. You know, you look at guys like, uh, like Jack Johnson or uh, even Ryan Murray, who didn't get to play any games in the, in the playoffs being involved in the cup case. Well, at least they have their day with the cup and they're going to get their ring and they will never forget that moment throwing their gloves and their sticks in the air and mobbing each other and having a celebration unlike anything I've ever seen for a Stanley Cup title. So that's something you can't take away from any of those guys who are not coming back. Where would, where would you take it, Alex? Ooh, I would take it. You know, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I would take it around Denver, I guess. I don't have anywhere special I would take it. No, no, uh, no going on the Lakers. Would anything. you drop it? Uh, I would not pull an Abe Kubel. I would not dent the cup. You know, I think that's, that's you know why I think that's why they decided not to make him a qualifying offer. That was the sole reason. Yeah, sliding into that picture and denting the cup. Yep. Have you ever gone skydiving before? I have not, and I do not plan to ever, ever do that. I have, and I would see if I could take that thing skydiving. Yeah, they'd really let you do that. Well, wasn't Abe Kubel who dented the cup? Yes. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't let him go skydiving because you only get one dent <laughs> per win. But wouldn't that be awesome to go skydiving with the Stanley Cup? Yeah, yeah no, no. I, not, awesome. I wouldn't do anything skydiving. No, oh, okay. 
All right, 42-year-old Albert Pujols. He will compete in this year's Home Run Derby next Monday night at Dodger Stadium. This is Pujols' 22nd and final year in Major League Baseball. He'll be a shoe-in for Cooperstown once he is eligible. So I want to know, does Pujols, does he deserve a spot in the Home Run Derby, or is he taking someone else's spot who is more deserving? What's deserving? What do you have to do to be deserving to be in the Home Run Derby? Deserving is there is a home run hitter. He's not. He's got five home runs this year. He's got five. That's good Again, enough. Just, have have players in the home run derby you want to watch. I like a nice cross-section of young and veteran players. I'm fine with him being in it. As I said to you earlier in the show, just because you hit a home run doesn't make you a home run hitter. Yes, he would be a fan favorite. Yes, he'd be the sentimental favorite. But if somebody has 25 ding-dongs right now and they're getting pushed out because Pujols wants to be in, I think that's wrong. He's already going into the All-Star game, and it's an it's a lifetime achievement award, and I understand that. A, it's in the CBA now, so the commissioner has the right to do that. And I understand all eyes will be on him, and you want him to win, and I get it. Um, but if somebody really wants to be in it, and they have a lot of slams this year, and they're getting bumped out for Albert Pujols, then no, I don't think that's the right thing. Uh, you're talking about an entertainment contrivance, not a baseball event. Well, I'll tell that to the guy who has 25 home runs, who's in his first All-Star game, who's always wanted to be in the home run hitting, hitting, hitting contest. Hitting batting practice pitching. Again, tell that to the guy who's always wanted to be in the home run hitting contest, finally has enough home who runs to that? qualify. What's that? Who is that? Does anybody like, well, I sure want to be in the home run contest. That's one of my, that's on my bucket list as a Major League Baseball player. A lot of guys want to be in it. Tell me guys who have avoided the slam, it. It's a slam dunk contest of baseball. Well, the, the best, at one point, generally speaking, the best dunkers of all time at one time have been in the dunk contest. One time. They don't do it every year, but at one time they, they've been in it, probably. They, they don't do it anymore, either. No. They've done it once, and they're happy with it. And we saw it here in Denver when it was the very first one with Dr. J. That set, the, that set the bar very high, and it's never been approached since. Oh, geez. You mean Spud Webb at like five foot nothing? Yeah. Is it better than Dr. J? Man, you live. You live. You think Doc, You think Spud Webb was more spectacular than Dr. J? A, a guy who's five foot four? Yeah, I do. Okay. Or We're going to have to three, disagree on that. And uh, Michael Jordan. And I'm going way back in the day, too. There have been plenty of dunks better. Now, if you're talking about if you're talking about the windmill dunk, I believe in the playoffs for Julie Serving, Yes, I'm with you on that. Okay. Is that uh, it, Alex? Uh, yeah, we, one we'll, more. Uh, we'll go one more real quick. Um, although on the pater- paternity list right now, Chris Bryant, after hitting his first home run in a Rockies uniform last Tuesday, he went on a little tear as he hit four home runs in five days. How many home runs do you think Bryant finishes the season with? Eighteen. Just picking a number out of a hat. I don't know, but with the amount of games that he has missed because of injury, could we at least get a Bryant to play maybe his wife? <laughs> I like that. Maybe his newborn. I don't care if it's a boy or a girl. Just get a Bryant on the field. And and all joking aside, having a child, everyone should be entitled to miss work to have a child. Certainly the woman, certainly the wife, but certainly the man as well. All right, that was... Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. Argonaut, always great specials. 
Here's one you're going to love. If you love Italian wines, all 750 milliliter bottles of Italian wines are 15% off all of them. They also deliver to the entire Denver metro area. Talking about Argonaut, if your delivery is over 100 bucks, it is free. Check them out on Colfax today. See why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver five years running. Or check them out online at ArgonautLiquor.com. That's going to do it for us. Uh, we have Nolan back there today, or is it Nigel? Nolan. Again. Ask Nolan really quickly if he's good with pools being in the uh, home run hitting contest. Definitely. Of course. Oh, you are such a homer, Nolan. And Eric, Eric, all get well and or stay well in your family. That's from all of us. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll let you guys know if I'll be back in the studio tomorrow. As for you, Terry, you being a germophobe, I'm sure you'd rather me stay home forever. <laughs> Make it the best possible night you can. I'm back in the